welcome. <laughs> this is so crazy because I've never acted like this before. What is going on? Hey, just so y'all know, like, <laughs> this is one of my favorite people. This is one of my favorite people. Hey, wait. Let me, let me, let me chill. Hey, wait. Let me, let me, let me handle Today, I have one of my favorite people in the entire world, and I'm just trying to spit this introduction out because I want to talk to her so bad. We've been talking the whole time, and we keep having to stop ourselves because I think this is going to be a really, 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 really good episode, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know her a little bit better. I have Devin. How do you say your last name? It's Papillon. Papillon. I've been saying Papillon forever. It's okay. <laughs> it's beautiful, so though. Papillon. And yeah. I'm just so thankful that you agreed to do this. And I'm just first. Okay, let me just take a second on record to give her her to give you your flowers. Don't make me cry because I will cry. I'm just <laughs> okay. So for everybody who doesn't know, I met Court in 2016, mm-hmm. and do you remember we were at a show? I think fellow fellow Raymond yep. was showing some pieces. Shout out fellow Raymond. This was Beats by Her. This was that. I forgot about Wait, that. was it that? No, I remember. It was Bella. It was that. Yeah. And. Damn, that was so long ago. I remember like the first time like I met you, I said, this girl has a light inside of her that is so bright. <laughs> and then I don't know. It's just like ever since then, I've just been rooting for her and to see this thing coming to fruition is just like I already told her this like when we got here but I'm just so like astonished and proud and elated to be here so and honored so well I have to say I feel like we're literally making history right now so I feel like I'm making history just because you're sitting here (laughs) so and I'm not I'm not being like cheeky like I feel the exact I have to snort y'all I'm so sorry (laughs) Oh my, oh my god, I will cut that That's out. That's also Ooh. why I like court. Because <laughs> I'm just like there with it, like fuck it. But yeah, I'm so inspired by Devin. Like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and give them the intro because um, you have been like my spirit guide for a really oh. long time. Like, we have only seen each other. We don't see each other often. Like, it's been a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And you just like. I think it's been six, yeah, 2016. Since 2016. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was like, what, that's seven years ago? Yeah. And you just like send me stuff on Instagram all the time. Like you were sending me Abraham Hicks. You were like, we just like supported each other from afar, but it felt like we were like this close yeah. together. And it's, I just, I don't know. Like when I first met you, I was like, damn, she's, she is, she's cool. And <laughs> you were so quiet, but it was like, you were so present at the same time. And yeah. Then, when I listened to your music, I was like, it embodied who you were as a person, which is just like a, a quiet storm, a quiet force. Mm. And I wasn't like intimidated in, in any way, but I was really intrigued. And I feel like sometimes, but I didn't want to ruin trying to get to know you more on a personal level. I just wanted to understand you. And it's weird that you can do that through Aww. social media. And I feel this close to you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm kind of weird. I'm, Why are you weird? I'm super introverted, yeah. Uh, but I think it's just because 
I don't know. I like the ways in which like I like to express myself are just not verbally. Like I'm just not like a verbal talker or but it's like I can be extroverted, but mm-hmm. I just like it's just not my dominant like mm. default setting. So for people or like people like you who can like recognize that and not like, you know, like to force it out of you yeah it's just like it's so i don't know reassuring or refreshing mm-hmm. so it's just really cool to turn this way that because i feel like i'm disconnected <laughs> from you okay there we go but yeah but i think that has a big or it's played a big part in why we were able to kind of like still build a connection even though we physically weren't really around each other it's just like kind of like this unspoken thing and I, I just I from the jump I just felt like you were somebody I could just respect as a creative like as a person who just kind of got it so I think I don't know maybe that fed into that kind of sustainable connection that we were just kind of like able to upkeep over the years but it's also just cool to know that you have other people who think like you in your corner mm. and that just, just knowing that mm-hmm. is like, enough. yeah, I'm going to keep them around forever. Enough. Like, if I had one of you and nobody else, I feel like that would be enough. Right. Yeah. That's like feed how, me. Yeah. Because, and I've just been a lot of times in like situations where like the opposite was true. Like it would feel like I would have all these people around me, but mm. I would just feel like, the only person on the planet. And to me, like, that just doesn't feel good. No. So when you find people where the opposite is true, it's like you do anything to hold on to those connections, you know? So, and they're easy to, to, to like pick out mm-hmm. because they're so profound and yes. so unique. So I, I don't know. I feel like that's where we are. Yeah. It's like this. It's weird because it's like quiet at the same time. Like a it's, quiet storm yeah, is the literally. perfect analogy for it. I think that's perfect. Yeah. It's weird though. Not even, I don't want to say weird, but it's interesting that you say you're not verbal and no, because you, you're a writer and you write so eloquent. So well, (laughs) thank you. But to know that the way you express yourself is not through words. It's like, so if you don't feel like you, you know, open up verbally and you're, I guess, introverted, how do you connect with people? Well, I try telepathy. <laughs> Me too. Well, no, I think... Maladaptive daydreaming. I, I think the, the thing with me is it like... I think I was a person who discovered early on that I'm just not going to be that articulate girl who's just like... Can just sit up and articulate herself and tell you how she feels and just be this. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm kind of like. And I, I don't know. I, I do a lot of self-reflection. I try to figure out like why I'm like that. Or I think I get a lot of my reserve nature from my dad. Like he was a very dominant force in the household, but he was all, like he was also super reserved and kind of just tell it like it is say only what you need to say and I think I kind of maybe I adopted that from him but when I noticed that about myself I think I realized that writing was a tool 
that I could pick up to compensate for that or to like because it was something that I already love because when I grew up like I wanted books like I didn't want tech gadgets and you know like I begged my parents for books like I was a reader so Mm. when I discovered words in this new kind of lens I was like okay that's my vessel like I don't have to talk if I have like Harry Potter and Uncle Tom's cabinet, like masterpieces like that for me to be able to convey and also understand my feelings. Like, why do I need to learn how to verbally express my life? Maybe that was like my philosophy. I think it's a great one. So it's like, since then, I guess maybe really my whole life, I've leaned on that because I just know that Talk and and granted, it's a skill that I've had to learn. Like Mm. I've learned how to talk and articulate myself, but I know that I'm not the best. So that's what I lean on. Mm. Like I can write you a poem better than I can sit here and tell you that I love you. Mm. I could just like write about the ocean and how (laughs) it's blue. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's just easier for me. So. It's just my thing. Yeah. I appreciate hearing that because, like, in relationships, especially. Old. Sorry. But it's very ashy. <laughs> Is it in the shot? Uh, can you see my foot? A little bit? Take it out. <laughs> Take it out. What is it? Crisscross apples. Y'all, it's been a long day. And I put lotion on today twice. So, not too much. <laughs> but, no. Um, in you relationships. Right. No, your feet are perfectly... Uh, moisturized they're behind the table (laughs) but um yeah I think a big complaint was always like tell me what you're thinking like and I'd just be like I'm mad but like why but yeah I don't know like I don't know how to say it but if you want me to write you eight pages of how I feel so easy I will get hand cramping so easy it's like why do I need to talk to you? Right. I can we be pen pals? Like, give me your address. You can't feel my energy. Right. You can't assess it. But I, I wonder, do you feel like you've been a shy person, or was it just the articulating yeah. it? I, I was quite, yeah, I was quite shy. I was pretty like, but it, I don't know. It, it kind of, for me, it ebbed and flowed. Like I had, I guess you would say it was balanced, but. Because I had my moments where I knew I was extroverted. I knew how to be extroverted. Or if I'm around people who I'm comfortable with, it's like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. she won't the shut gates up. open. <laughs> but my, yeah. do, my nature is super, like, I, I don't really like the word shy because it's like, I don't know. If, to me, shy implies that I'm timid or I'm mm. scared to kind of, like, speak up for myself right. or advocate for myself. And that's not the case. It's just that I'm just reserved. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I, I like to think and contemplate my thoughts before I speak. And I don't like being put on the spot. Public speaking is kind of like, thing. but <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think it's just my nature is just to like, I'm, I'm, I'm just observant. Like I like to, take things in, make my assessment, and then give my take. Like, that's just kind of like, and writing allows me to do that. Reading and writing and music. Yeah. And like, 
Oh. We'll get into that. We're almost there. <laughs> I actually want to ask you two questions, but the first thing I want to ask you, do you know your big three? Yes, and this is going to give a lot of what I'm saying away. Okay, I'm so interested. I'm kind of embarrassed to say, because I get, like, people, like, that have my placements get, get a lot of slack. What is, no. What are they? Okay, I'm so. I'm a little judgmental. I'm not going to lie, so I'm excited. <laughs> we can get into the whole natal chart. Oh, we don't, okay, let's do it. No. Oh, no, 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 we don't got time. We can't, yeah. well, I don't know, because it kind of, like, goes together. Okay, so yeah. I'm a Libra sun. Love Libras, which you're anything. Leo, I so. know, I know. We, okay, like half my friends are Libras. Just saying, keep going. Libras, sun, and not only that, mm-hmm. I have a lot of Earth in general. Mm. So I have like just solid. I'm pretty much Earth and air, mm. and I think like because when I really started learning about like natal charts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because like I don't know, they say like Capricorn is like that Saturn ruled mm-hmm. thing where it's like father of the zodiac. Yeah. It's like work, work, work and money, money, money. Money, money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of like when I like delved into it, it kind of like made sense. And then I have like a Virgo in wait, what is it? Venus in Virgo. My Venus and is in Mercury. Virgo. And my Mercury's in Virgo. Mercury and you know what? And that's some pretty heavy stuff. A cat double cat moon. Okay, just take a second. <laughs> no, I'm sitting here shook right now. <laughs> like that's because a lie. I would have never thought you gave me, you know what I thought your big three was? Go Libra ahead, lay down. I knew you were a Libra because your birthday, and I, I've told you <laughs> happy birthday a few years in a row, but I thought you were a Libra sun, either like a Pisces or Scorpio moon. That's Scorpio MC. That's that depth. That's that like That's that, theme. that wall. But the Capricorn and Virgo doesn't help. Um, <laughs> and I <laughs> <not>, do. <laughs> I'm not roasting you. I personally, uh, personally, I think Leos are compatible with Capricorns, and yeah. I have a Virgo stellium, so I feel you. Earth. Yeah, a lot of Earth, a lot of fire. It's it's pretty. Yeah. Um, debilitating for me personally <laughs> debilitating is such a good word it's like dude god like what were you thinking like th- th- yeah you know but um but i thought yeah. your rising might have been like a sagittarius or like a mm. type of fire rising so this is this is interesting i don't know it's like it, you know how much room that chart takes up in my mind daily? really when i experience things i'm like oh my god is this my cap <laughs> Why can I not process the, this emotion mm. and I just want to shut everybody out and handle my business mm. Mm. Like, instead just... of like sitting here? Like I really had to go through a period where I had to like sit down and you sit down and handle these emotions because they're not just you can't just put them balance them in the checkbook like you want to just put it on the spreadsheet like yeah. you can't you know, you can't do that. You have to feel it. Mm-hmm. So I went through a lot of that, like me and my emotions in the ring. Just yeah. Trying to figure, because I think. Boxing. Um, yeah. As a Virgo moon, Venus and Mercury, I've learned that. Oh my can, God, Virgo moon. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad because typically earth moons, we intellectualize, intellectualize yes. our emotions instead of feeling them. Air signs do that too, though. Really? And I, that's, I've been trying to figure out like, what's the double. <laughs> God give you a double whammy. Doubly. Yeah. Catching face from <laughs> here and here. Disrespectful. Because 
the air sign also wants to be like go toe for toe. Mm. You know, it's mm. like, can I catch a break? <laughs> Give can me I, a second. Can please. I have a second? Yeah. So yeah. That's interesting. Normally when I do this podcast, I like to work backwards and then like mm-hmm. talk about you now. But I'm curious about I'm gonna switch up the timeline for you. Okay. For a second. Okay, let me brain is computing. Let me get okay. ready. There was a period where you went ghost for like a good, you said it was what, two years? It's almost two years. Yeah, Almost two years. And I personally was very concerned (laughs) and not concerned in a way of like, is she okay? But I I think intuitively I knew you were were just like doing work on yourself and you were Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. But I remember thinking, damn, I wish I had her phone number so I could just check in. Yeah. But what was that time about? Without getting too personal. Honey. <laughs> Let me take okay. some sips. It's getting real. I might need to take <laughs> So let me see if I can sort of like chronologically unpack this. Um, so we're working backwards here, right? Okay. So, but I do have to rewind a little bit to okay. maybe I'd say... 2021 so this was maybe like nearing the end of 2021 because this is actually when I went away Mm -hmm. which was like the fall of like 2021 so and I just actually like actually came back so yeah it was nearly two years so I hit this I've hit many 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 walls before like, just like those kind that just break your face and you just. But this was different. And I think what was different about it was. 2020 happened, mm. you know, and so it was kind of like it was a very. Um, defining and redefining year, it kind of uprooted everybody, really. And. That really kind of set the. I don't know, set the stage or set the tone. It kind of held up a mirror and it kind of just told me like, okay, this is, this is, this, all of this is wrong. Go fix it. Like you're a mess. And I came to that realization. Okay. That happened in 2020, but there was a lot happening in 2020. So when 2021 got here and things started to kind of slow down and we're kind of at this point where we're through the thick of what we just went through. And I kind of maybe just got to this point where I sat down and I was like, wait a minute, something is not right. And this social media world, this internet, it's a very loud place. Like this is a loud party. And I, I gotta leave y'all. It's getting loud mm. and I need quiet. I love how you said that. So I'm leaving the party, like I'm going home. Irish goodbye. (laughs) And that's kind of what it was. And, but I'll say this also, like around that time, so around 2020, November of 2020 actually is when I jumped ship again, like for like the thousandth time, Mm -hmm. when I decided to start my career as like to actually make a lucrative income Mm -hmm. as a writer. Okay. So I was doing that at the end of 2020 into 2021. 
And so when it got to almost a year into that, I realized that if I don't go away and get to the quiet place, I'm not going to be able to sustain what Mm -hmm. I'm building because as a writer, my channel, it needs to be clear Mm. because I can't hear myself think I can't write. Mm. I can't like do this with all this noise. And so I kind of just made the decision. I said, I want to get quiet and I want to get still. And so I just went away. I just said, and that was really kind of that um, point where I started to really turn inward. And like, I I just wanted, I I remember like wanting to hear God Mm. and like, if I didn't ever need you before now, I need you here mm. and I can't hear you. So what do I need to do to be able to get you to come mm. through? And like, so it was kind of like this whole like awakening, like this spiritual mm-hmm. thing. It was just kind of this whoosh of like, just go get quiet, like go in your corner. So I deleted everything. I'm talking like, Facebook, Instagram. I didn't really do Twitter. I yeah. hate Twitter. So messy. Um, Negative. <laughs> no, nothing. No, no, like, didn't do dating apps, but mm. like, nothing. Only had a website. Really? Which was keeping me connected to my clients. Mm. So the first few months or so, maybe like the first four to six months, it was hard. It was like, I was in this void, floating in this void. Like people were like, where are you? Are you dead? Are you alive? (laughs) And it's true. Like a lot of people didn't know and I didn't have content. And that's what made me realize how shallow a lot of these relationships that I had were. Because for the most part, we kept up on social media. And when I realized and I stepped out, like that kind of actually bothered me. Mm -hmm. And Mm. it just kind of, I was like... Was anything ever real? Like what? So the people that I did have numbers and stuff, I kept and we kept in touch. But after so long, it was kind of like I was in the void and Mm. I was just like floating further and further and (laughs) further away to the point where it got really like maybe about a year into it. I literally like had... I looked around and like nobody was there. Like it was just, but it was both the best and the worst thing that ever happened because I got a chance to get to the bottom, the root of so many things that I had not addressed. When you talk about face yourself, like the purging, the healing, the reflecting, the taking accountability, the, um, the 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 shadow work just all of that was happening like in real time and i just i don't know to me at this point it's kind of a blur but coming out on the other side of that it was the best thing i had ever done because now i know who i am without the internet without a social media presence Without all the noise, without all the followers, without any likes, without mm. any com- I don't need any of it. I don't this need. This is just me. Because yeah. it got to the point where it was literally that. Mm. It was just me and that still small voice inside. So 
I think that was the first time that I really ever met myself. And I really like who she is. She's a bad bitch. And let me tell you, let me tell you, when it came around to the time when I said, okay, I think I might need to go back. Really? (laughs) And not like stay as a hermit. Mm. I didn't want to come back. You didn't want to. You were like, I'm annoyed. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I was like so, guess what? Like my whole life turned around. I had built a six-figure business. I had hit my Mm. first six figures in 2022. I had a clientele of like just, I had nothing. I had started from nothing. I had no contacts, Mm. like no I built up a portfolio, book of business. I bought my dream car. I got my dream apartment. I did all this stuff and my life was completely different. Mm. And I was like, why do I need to go back? Like, what's over there? (laughs) I did all this. Yeah. Just me like going away Mm. and and, and the, the, the level of clarity and focus that... I was able to acquire and to also sustain, like, why would I go back to the noise? Like what? But then I thought about it. I said, okay, well, maybe you should go back because you know who you are now. Maybe you could tell other people about how they could maybe figure out how to do this thing. I don't know how to meet themselves or something. And then, cause I was thinking like, I feel the most authentic that I've ever felt. So why don't I just go back and be that? Why don't I just show up as, you know, cause it, and, and the other thing that happened, I, I went back because I deactivated my old account and I went back to go log in and I don't know what happened, but it was gone. Mm. Do you know what happened though? <laughs> After like 30 days, I think Instagram will like permanently take it away. I don't know what happened. I said, what did I, I thought I deleted it. Mm. I don't know what happened because you know what? Recently it popped back up. You're lying. It's such a mystery. Like I don't even want to get into the story because it's annoying. But can I tell you what I think? Can I give you my perspective? Yes, because I just. I think it was deleted because it needed to be deleted. There you go. I was, I was, oh, cause look, cause look, cause when I realized what happened, okay, Mm. first I was heartbroken. Mm. I said, oh my God, I just lost everything. I have to start at zero. Now I really don't want to go back. But I said, okay, let me just start over. Started over. Best thing I ever did. I, because I don't like, I curated my page the way I want to. I only see what I want to see. I don't have all these eyes on me. Like I follow people I want to follow. Like it's, it's really, truly, it feels like I'm on the other side of whatever that was. That was yeah. Right. So yeah. In so many words, I guess that's what happened. <laughs> I'm silent for a second because I really want to take the time to like, listen to everything that you're saying. Not only because you said you are not very spoken like verbally, but I think there's this fear for people to, there's so many people that are called to just go silent sometimes for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I think people are afraid of leaving whatever that was. Oh, I was so scared. But it's like, yeah, no shade. This is coming from a really like respectful place, but 
if it wasn't good, there was nothing that was there to be attached to. Yeah. And when you talked about when you went away that you were really by yourself. Oh, man. What are you afraid to leave if nobody's checking for you? Nobody's. Because I, I and I really tr- I'm trying to think because I know what I want to say. I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. This is like. Trying to be respectful. No filter. But I think there was a moment where I, I took like six months away. And it was the same thing of like, where are you bitches? <laughs> Y'all are fake. So when you talked about your anger, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. What we not finna do is act like. Come on. You know, because yes, I'm growing and I'm changing, but where's the support? Is this real? Like you said, is any of this oh, real? Oh, I had to. Mm. We talk about support. Mm. But see, I'm a, I'm going to turn this around right now. Yep. Because I'm going to make this positive because I'm not here to harm. I was getting there. No, but we need but yeah. it because I might actually go there too. Yeah. But I don't feel like I, this is what I want to say. Mm. You never, I never would have found out mm. what I was really made of had not everybody disappeared. Mm. Because I had no choice but to look, but to go inside and to look like, to dig like mm. what's in there. Because I had, I had literally nobody was yeah. there. And I had to like, it was either that or die. Mm. Do you want to die or do you want to figure this out? And when you face yourself like that and when you like, when your back is up against that kind of wall, it's the reward that comes from finding out how strong you are when you have to be. There's nothing like it because now at this point in my life, anything I don't want to do, anybody I don't want to be around, any place I don't want to go, I don't, I don't have to. There's no compromise. Because... If I need to stand alone, you like know you can do it. <laughs> one thousand times over and over again. One thing and over I'm not again. afraid to do right now in this lifetime at this point is stand alone. Mm. If I'm standing for what I believe in, if I'm standing on a moral, a value, integrity, I don't care who's with me. I don't care mm. who's not. And I don't even say that in a cynical way. I say love. that. I say that with all of what I just said is rooted in nothing but love because it was the opposite before I went through the fire, before I walked through that fire, that purifying thing that kind of just burned you up from the inside out before everything I did was rooted in fear. It was fear-based. Devin, I'm not about to play with you. And that's why, here we go, that's why... I was walking around in all that chaos. Well, we didn't get to that yet. We even got to the chaos. But yeah. all that chaos, it was rooted in fear. Walk through the fire, strip clean. I'm talking about to where there's now there's nothing left except love, except compassion. You know, all, all everything has been obliterated. So everything I'm saying right now is like, it's not out of fear, me, if I have to stand alone or if I right. have to do it. 
it's like, no, it's because I really know who I am and I love myself and I know what I want. I know what I don't want. Mm. It's like life gets so much easier. Mm. So I would encourage anybody like, I know a lot of people, especially this year, like it's just been a very like lonely year. I think the past few years and there are a lot of people who feel like they they have lost all that support or they've lost friends. They've lost family. They've lost just like a lot of people feel like they're floating in this abyss of just loneliness. But take that as an opportunity to turn that focal lens inward and to really see what you're made of. Because so much there. And I got to. And some pretty cool stuff inside. Yeah. I think um, what you're describing is because joy and happiness are, are temporary emotions. They are fleeting. Fleeting, yeah. Experiences. But you're describing peace and bliss. And that is something that will only come from within. Yeah. Because if you look for it in outside sources and those people that I was going to go off on. Um, <laughs> if you look for yeah. it in, in spaces and in places. And I was telling Trey earlier. Like when I first moved to LA, making is I was making a lot of money. I mm-hmm. was like, and it was an amazing experience, but I was so miserable. Like it was just I was trying to pacify my life with external things, and then life kind of yeah. took me through a similar situation. And I won't go into depth because I think you're saying everything that mm-hmm. I feel, but um. Yeah, and then I just got to a point where God was like, I'm going to take everything away from you. There it is. Because you will not listen to me. There it is. So we look at things being taken away or that alone time as like punishment, but it's enlightenment. And it's a beautiful thing because you get to, you, if you don't, if we don't understand ourselves the, in, in the image of the creator that mm-hmm. made us, we're, we're, we're cut short. There's a box. There's you won't understand anything. Nothing. Yeah. And we'll try to find it everywhere else except for within us. And I'm really proud of you. That right there is the thing. When you flip that switch, mm-hmm. that's where the magic happens because you find everything is inside of you. Everything. There's not like it, it, that literally is what it is. That's like when you talk about like the people that she was looking for and they just weren't there. And it's like, no, it's in here. Right. They and were just, what you see out here is a reflection of what's going on here. So yep. change here. Yep. And when you flip that switch, mm-hmm. you'll never blame anybody for another thing. You'll never take anything personal. You'll never, you'll rarely ever get mad. Yeah. You'll rarely ever get stressed. It's such a beautiful place to be to operate from like it's just but the thing about it is everybody has to real come to it on their own you can't push somebody to it you're absolutely right like when you said it it takes everything being taken away like like that's what it is like sometimes people have to come to that point where it's like everything just because that's happened to me you know how many times that's happened Please don't tell me that because I'm scared. That happened to me <laughs> earlier this year. Really? Like, mm. like the rug just pulled right up mm. after everything I had built. It came tumbling down earlier this year. And I just 
in September got to a point where mm. I just got my head back above water. It's it's like okay. I think that's <laughs> a I think I'm I'm trying to get I told y'all this is gonna be a long episode, so just bear with me because I think that's um a good point because the Evan this podcast is all about ebbing and flowing. Ebb and flow. But sometimes I remember I used to say mom to my mom, I did everything right. I was perfect. Oh, I treated yeah. people right. I listened. I could have done better, but I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Why is life taking everything from me? After I've gone through stages of depression, stages of finding myself, spiritual awakening after spiritual, like it was, and I'm like, at what point does it stop? Mm -hmm. And she's like, it doesn't. No. You might fall again, but you got to keep getting back up. But now that experience has allowed you when you yep. fall to get back up a little quicker. And I think that's what that fear is, is of like, I'm free falling. Yeah. When do I get back up? And it's like, you will always be up. It just might look different. And the experience becomes like your, it's like your bulletproof vest. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you keep adding cushion to mm -hmm. the bulletproof vest. It's just, you just get better at dealing mm -hmm. because now it's to the point there's so much peace and clarity in my life, but it's not perfect. Mm. But even if stuff comes, I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Let's handle it. Like, mm. what's the solution? Ooh. Okay, that's the problem. Cool. What's, what, what are we going to do about it? Because it's, yeah. It's, it's And it's just that, that came with so many years of like. <laughs> <laughs> Lay low. <laughs> Okay, that just happened. I'm going to mm. tell myself. Okay. Mm. Like, it just, mm. you just get better. You just, and it, that's what builds character. That's what builds confidence. Like, because yeah. me, I look back at my journey and I'm just like, all the stuff. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Like, how many, how was it old in my, how many lives? Like, <laughs> but I wouldn't change none of it. None it's of it. It's interesting to me because looking at you from the outside in, it's like, to me, there are no flaws. Like, oh, baby, honey. I know people that have, I'm, I kind of intuitively knew like, oh, she done seen some shit. <laughs> she done seen something because people that are, I, I told Trey, I was like, I'm so excited for this episode. And he's like, why? I'm like, because she's like, when you, when you talk to her, it's like you've taken a psychedelic. <laughs> no, oh seriously. my gosh. Like, it's like. That is such a cool compliment. That's a good. Okay. I thought you were like, girl, what? But no. That's like dreamy. Yeah. That's like. And I think to get there, it requires a lot. Um, but I'm curious, like, because when I met you, you were doing music and yeah. you were really focused on that. And when you disappeared at first, I thought you were just gone making another <laughs> album. I was like, oh, she's going to pop back out. Wish I could see I've disappeared a, a lot. A couple of times. Because even when you came back, you went away again for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of it because you, you mentioned Beats by Her. Mm -hmm. And that was like 2016, right? Yeah, because I. Because my first show was, yeah, that at House of Blues. It was because um, I shot with them in 2015 and I was supposed to. That's when I was record. in L.A. Mm. <sighs> God, we have so much to talk about. I'm like overwhelmed a little bit. Okay. That's okay. We can do it. We're, we can we're getting do there. It. We're getting there. So yeah, it was 2015, and then I got out of 
my relationship, jail, all that. And then came back and then they did a second round. And I think you were a part of the second round. That's what it was because you you had already done it. Yeah. That's what it was. You had already done it. Yeah. And then that was my first, because that's what happened. I had came back from LA mm. in 20, so like the spring of 2016. Okay. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay, I'm going to do music. Mm. <laughs> this, is, this is my Started question. writing songs. That fall, I had my first show. That That's, is, yeah. But do you see how life works for you? Oh, my God. You're like a magical person because... To me, it's just so weird. It's, it's just weird? weird stuff. Do you think you've resisted it? I've resisted a lot of stuff, yeah. But <sighs> I think... Me resisting was maybe the source of so much chaos, maybe. Mm. Mm. But the chaos made me who I am. Mm. Okay. So it's like... It's like all... It, it works together. It works. Well, I'm curious about that because um, before this episode, you told me a little bit about, like, the lives that you've lived. <laughs> <laughs> and you talked about living in L.A. and as somebody that lives there now... Mm -hmm. um, you talked about how it chewed you up and spit you out. Oh, it did. And it didn't take long. Please tell me more. You know, I'm about to tell you this story because this is, this is funny. Okay. We're about to laugh, okay? <laughs> okay, good. I've been ready. Because <laughs> we, did, we did some heavy stuff first, but yeah, we, yeah. we have more heavy stuff to get to. So we'll heavy release, heavy release. Heavy <laughs> Let's release. ebb and flow. Yeah, ebb and flow. <laughs> Let's Okay, let me get okay. my tea. Right. <laughs> yeah, some tea. Okay, so the story about... First, let me preface it real quick because me wanting to be a writer, that was at the foundation of all of this. Mm. So this was 2015. Backing up just a little bit before I left for LA. So this was like the summer of 2015. Okay. I had written... Maybe I had written and published my first few things mm. that were actually out in the world. So I think this was probably even 2014. No, it was 2015 when I was freelancing for the Dallas Observer okay. and I wrote a little blurb and I'll never forget. I think the first one was on Erica Badu and she was performing in Dallas. I went to that concert. Did you go? 2015. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me crazy, tell you, crazy. seeing my words mm. in print in mm. one of the da well, Dallas's like main pubs and to see my name next to words that I wrote next mm. to Erica Badu's picture because she was coming into town to perform like it blew me away. I imagine. I said, yeah, I'm a writer and mm. I'm doing this. Like, Period. And mm. my mom, I still have, we still got the print like... Mm. It's on my portfolio, like on my website. If you go, like you'll see. Amazing. And got paid a whole twenty five dollars. I might, know that's right. Might as well have been like twenty five million because that was everything, baby. I'm published. <laughs> and I'm, let me tell you okay. something. Twenty five dollars is more than some writers. <laughs> like you, you are published next to Erica Badu. What? So yeah. So I. That was like my first like green light where I was just like, okay, I could probably maybe do this. Mm. And the way I broke in, like I, the editor, Jeff Gage, I'll never forget, really super talented writer. Just, mm. I mean, amazing. 
um, gave me a chance and, and let me write it. And I wrote, a, I actually wrote like for the Dallas Observer for a little bit. Like I did quite a few. I used to go to like, I covered a, a Sam Smith show. I did what? Charlie Wilson. What? I covered uh, Talib Kweli when he came. Um, it was so cool. I used to get like, I used to get to go to, for free and I would cover the show and it would like, I did SZA. I, I remember that was so cool. The, like the early SZA. Yes. The early SZA. I never knew this about you. What? That was a time. Yes. Mm. And so I, that's kind of how I got my feet wet. And I was like, okay, I'm a writer. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Then. I said, okay, I'm going to publish a book. I know, that's right. <laughs> Jump right into it. Jump right into it. Wrote, wrote a little chat, but it's still on Amazon. Really? So this thing is like maybe nine years, almost nine years mm-hmm. old now. And um, published that. That was in July of 2015. Okay. So I said, okay, I got me a few little clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can go to LA and be a writer. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Don't so it. I left September 1st. 2015, I had 1,500 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket. And I'll never forget September 1st, my grandmother's birthday. I left for for LA. Now me, this is me, okay. Didn't have no job plan. Mm -hmm. I booked maybe a 30-day stay at an Airbnb. This lady had a five-bedroom house Pretty like old house in, but get this, Cerritos, California. Where is that? Okay, exactly. <laughs> okay. You know where Cerritos is? So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you where. Wait, you know, wait. Do you want to know what's crazy? I'm gonna tell you where Cerritos. Is. I live on Cerritos Street. Wait, no, I don't live on there, y'all. I don't. Wait, <laughs> let me take that out. Let me, let me take that out because okay. I don't even want y'all to know where I live, but. What the fuck? It That's crazy. Continue. <laughs> okay, so me, what I could have done mm-hmm. is look on a map <laughs> before I got on the plane, but I didn't. I, because I, I found her house. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, I don't know, she needed like five, six hundred bucks. I said, okay, cool. I got that in I my pocket. <laughs> yeah, right now. That's half my money, but I got it. Yeah. Just so much. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so for people watching, I don't know, people already probably Googled it, but Cerritos is like next to Long Beach, okay. maybe more, maybe more like toward Anaheim. It's mm. like far from LA. Okay. That's it's like not, it was not my target area at all. No. That's like an hour and 15 minutes. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you how I know. So I landed, I said, oh, okay, when I got got to the house i was like this is extremely far <laughs> from la mm. so i get in the house and it's like okay here's the other things so now this is september we just got out of august i'm coming mm. from texas it's hot mm-hmm. okay now i get to la and i learned this thing about people in la in california like they don't really like ac mm-hmm. like we like ac mm-hmm and these people didn't have any like central like they just let the windows open. That's so only if you're by the beach, though. I don't know. It's like burning up. Jesus. Like I'm hot, mm. and I'm like, there's this small this room that I had. <laughs> I'll never forget. It was at the top of the stairs. There were like five other women living in the house. They were all really like sweet ladies. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember one of them had a son and she lived downstairs. It was all, it was pretty, always pretty peaceful. Mm. Um, but it was just hot. They mm. just didn't like, so I get in my room, it's like this big and Jesus. there's a twin bed and a little like nightstand with a lamp and a little window. And I'm like, I put my bag, like my, didn't have my car, mm. right? And I looked around the room and I just said, what did you just do? I don't mean to laugh because it's not no, funny. No, please but laugh. Like, <laughs> please then, laugh. Okay. And I just kind of sat there and I just, after saying, let me just go back to Texas. <laughs> I was like, no, we're going to make it work. We're mm. going to make it. Okay. Because already my money's running out. Mm. So I got to pay this lady her rent again on the first. Right. So. I said, okay, I got to figure something out because I don't have a job lined up. I'm going to be a writer, but I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> I just made $25 in the Dallas Okay, Observer. so yeah. here's yeah. the thing. Here's where it gets funny. So I try to hear my problem-solving mm-hmm. Capricorn comes in. And I get on Craig's, literally Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And because the thought hit me, I don't know where it came from. I said, maybe there's a rich family somewhere. <laughs> Thought. Right? Thought. Mm-hmm. In LA, maybe Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. Do they maybe need a nanny or something? Mm. Or somebody who could like live there and clean the house mm. or, you know, because I needed, a, I didn't have, like, I needed, I was like trying to figure out a place Car, to stay because I only had that money. And I, once I paid that lady the next month, like, I didn't have, I had to eat out. Mm-hmm. Like, so I got on Craigslist and I just started looking and I started like applying for positions like living mm. caretaker, living nanny, living something. It didn't have no experience doing. <laughs> just and threw, then, yeah, threw it out there. And then I remember I had, it took me about a week or so to kind of like do all that and apply. And I'm just the agony of like. So I landed, I remember I landed two interviews and I tried to set them up on the same day because the distance (laughs) and I had one in Beverly Hills with the family. And then there was another family in Bel Air Mm. and I don't know how I did it, but I set it up like on the same day within like a good time frame. So got in the Uber in the Uber. I'm thinking, Oh my God, I better get one of these because this Uber (laughs) ride is taking all the money. (laughs) So I got to the first one which was the Beverly Hills family and took the Uber there, the Uber leaves. And I'm just like, Oh my God. (laughs) And walk in the house. And I'm looking like, first of all, the wife immediately, I'm like, Oh my God, she hates me. Mm. I mean, the look that she, I didn't even like say anything yet. And she's just like looking at me like, Mm water i'm like you told me to come interview right and so we do and like i I get this feeling like i don't think this is it because i just i don't know and so i'm just sitting there doing the interview and i just like it just doesn't really go well it doesn't fit like she had like two young kids and her husband and i don't know i just felt like really intimidated mm. i was just like i don't think this is a good dynamic and so i was just like really respectful and i kind of just like 
okay, I'm just, mm. let me just get my Uber to the next spot. So the next one was in Bel Air with a family. And this one was interesting because she had, or it was a husband and wife and three children. And the oldest one was disabled. So he, mm. he's autistic and also epileptic. So he would have seizures when he slept and he was completely nonverbal and he couldn't do anything for himself except walk. Even when he walked, he needed like some kind of assistance. So he needed around the clock, 24 seven care. So I thought I could do that. And then it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So then I go to the house and I kind of was just honest with the lady. Like the vibe was a little better. Mm -hmm. They had a nurse there that was, she was really sweet. She was kind of like his main like caretaker. Mm -hmm. And we sat and we talked and I kind of got the impression that she kind of liked me, but she was suspicious because I had never like, and I told her like straight up, I said, I, I know how to clean. I don't have any kids, but I have two nieces that mm -hmm. I love like my own. I have a patient spirit. Like I like kids. I just told her like, and she was just kind of hounding me, which I expected her to because this is her child. Like you, you know, so, but she was a little more open, but I still left feeling like she was going to choose somebody else. Cause I just felt like I was really young and I just didn't have any experience. So did those, went back to Cerritos and I'm telling you like the agony of waiting mm. while I'm still applying, still trying to find. Then I get an email from the, the nurse from that house after about like a week and a half of just completely going nuts because I just didn't know and I just thought they didn't like me. Mm. She tells me, We'd like to have you move in. When do you think you can come? The way I would have jumped out that twin bed. And the way just mm. my heart, like, so what happened was I didn't have my car. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to Bel Air. But I don't have my car. So I had to get my mom to, she drove. So she, I flew home. Mm. We drove my little Pontiac 20-something hours to L.A. She flew back, so I had my car now. And I'll never forget, this date was September 18th when I went. So that three weeks of just like, what? <laughs> of, of dystopian life, trying to figure shit out. And I went, and let me tell you, it was really... I drove up to the house and it was like, is this literally an episode of Fresh Prince? Because what? There, yeah. And I had like my little my little Pontiac with like my few things that I had in it. And they gave me like the guest wing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I had like my own bathroom and I just was like looking around like, are you serious? Like I get to. And, um, and I'll never forget, like, having my, I never had my own bathroom. I was like, wow, like, I just want to live in the bathroom. And they, I moved in and I started maybe, like, that following, I think it was, like, a Monday. And they started, like, 
training me and I had to every, every weekday from that point on for about six, seven months, I was up at 6 a.m. taking like doing everything for the little boy. So I had to feed him, bathe him, change him, fix his food, clean up. So I think when that happened, it was kind of like this really pivotal moment. I'll never forget like that first week or so where I kind of like stopped and I was kind of like, okay, so writing might actually have to be your thing because I'm realizing at this moment that I was willing to do just about anything mm. to make it work. Cause how am I here <laughs> taking care of somebody in this house mm. in one of the richest neighborhoods like in the country mm. and I've never cared for anyone like and now I have this little boy to take care of like 24 seven care just because I want to be a writer like who does that <laughs> and who finds a job like that in like three weeks <laughs> when I had I'm in awe of you right now and when I tell you it was just like the culture shock mm. and because they lived right on I would take Sunset Boulevard every day in the family van to take him to school. Mm -hmm. And the like just the observations that I made, mm -hmm. I was like, it was so like alien to me. Like, what? Like, this is how y'all do life? Can like, I this is really, yeah. Crazy. It was so crazy. Do you feel like you said you're doing all this? To become a writer was there a part of you that was like I have come way too fucking far <laughs> to go back or was that yeah just wasn't an option to go back home I had I I think I had those moments really often like but for some reason I can't really remember a distinct like thing that happened which was crazy because everything was so foreign to me mm. I just did, I completely didn't know what I was doing, but I knew exactly what I was, it was so weird mm. because that's how bad I wanted to like not just live a mediocre life in Texas. Mm. So you talked about like how it felt really alien to you being mm. out there. And one thing that I recognized about L.A., um, I told you before we started this, that L.A. has chewed me up and to me out as well. Mm. But I remember before I moved to L.A., my desires were very materialistic. Like, I just wanted all the things that really did not matter. Yeah. And as soon as I got out there, I said, why do, like, this, I, I thought it would make me want more of that, and it mm -hmm. made me want way less. Yeah, because you see, you see the facade as soon as you get there. As soon as you get there. And it's not in a way of, like, people are like... LA is fake. Like I'm not walking around seeing BBLs everywhere and shit like that. Like, you know, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with the BBL, but like, <laughs> it's like people have this image of it. And for me, it was like, Oh, I want to just have what I need, but have myself more yeah. than anything. And all the moments kind of where you said like, I'm doing all this to be a writer. Mm -hmm. Like every people tell me all the time, you could just move back home. And I'm like, no, it's, it's different. It's different. But I try to figure out why I don't want to move back. Yeah. Because I could just move back home. I had a very, you know, comfortable life here, but you talked about like 
I can just only imagine walking in and, and taking care of a kid that can't speak and just doing all this because you have something deep in you. That's what it is. That's why you don't move back. Yeah. Because you're you're breaking new ground. Mm-hmm. But like whether you know it or not or whether you believe it or not. And for me, it was it was so internally pivoting because like when I talk about like that threshold, when I looked up one day and I realized like up until that point, I had never like someone's life had never been in my hands Mm. the way that his was now. Mm. And it was this thing that flipped in me. It was like a week ago, I didn't know this kid, but today I'd do anything to protect him. Mm. And that changed something inside me. And it also changed the writer in me. Mm. So it was like, no, you're going to figure this out. <laughs> you're going to stick it out. Mm. And you just made you, yourself a new friend. Mm. Because I tell you, like, to this day, his name was Zach. Zach, Noah, and Alyssa, who mm. are probably now beautiful and grown. <laughs> Two just awesome kids. Yeah. But I still miss him to this day mm. because it was just so, like, it shifted something so monumental in me. Mm. That it was like, if I could do this, I could do, I could do anything. So Mm. we're going to stick it out. And there's so much here to learn. Mm. It's like, because here's, here's what I'll I'll segue into. We talk about the culture shock. Mm. And this is me, just a little old girl coming from Texas. Like my people from the country, like we don't (laughs) do this stuff here. Mm. My own bathroom? What? Like, <laughs> that's a lot. The, the whole guest wing? Like, mm. so I'm over here and I'm just an observer and I'm looking and see me, even though I was like young and still like dumb, mm. I would look people in their face, in their eyes. Like mm. I could, I was still like, cause that was just me. That's how I just read people. Mm. And when I was looking at these people, I'll tell you why I'm making this examination mm-hmm. after this, but it's like I would look the, at these people mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of them would just look so lifeless. Mm. And I would just kind of see their spirit. I'd be like, you got all this money. <laughs> and why you and you act like that? Mm. Where's your spirit? You kind of look where I come from. We we're happy like we with the bare minimum. <laughs> Like yeah. my people are happy. Mm. So that was confusing to me because mm. it, then I, I realized being rich is just that. Mm. That don't mean nothing else but that. That's it. So I made that observation. And this is why it was so distinct and so profound because now I was living with this family, but mm. that was covering my, I guess you would say, room and board. Mm. I was still broke. Mm. Still had to feed myself because. (laughs) You are speaking to me right now. So now this family, Mm. they would pay me anything outside of the normal duties of cleaning house and taking care of the kid. Mm -hmm. They would pay, like if I did stuff on the weekends, they would pay me like 13 or something an Mm. hour. I think it was, it was not bad, but there wasn't a lot of work. I still I still had to find ways. So I did a lot of Uber. Mm. I had my car. Now I was, that's how I learned LA, just Ubering people Mm. around, talking to people. Um, But this is the other part. So I had a cousin 
who is an art curator and she was living in LA at the time, or I think she still lives there, but she opened up her art gallery. That was, Mm. she was part of my inspiration as to why I moved there. Mm. And she had just opened an art gallery in Lamert Park. Mm. Okay. My favorite places. Mine too. Mm. So, and I had been, I had gone to her grand opening. This was the year prior, 2014. It was around Valentine's Day. Mm. And I think that was actually the spark Mm. that did. Actually, it was the year before that when I went out there and I met Childish Gambino. I met Donald Glover. You've had such an interesting experience. That was the thing that did it. Okay. Mm. And then, because I was so in love with him, like, <laughs> I was a fan, like, 2011, Childish Gambino. Like, early, like, early, early, early. Yes. Wow. Like, and he probably doesn't This is remember. before Redbone and all of that. Before mm. all of that. Like, so met him and it changed my whole world. I said, okay, I got to move here. The following year, she opened up her gallery and I was there at the, the opening and I just said, man, I, I don't know. I got to be here. I got to find mm. a way. The next year I went. So she was there in the Mert Park. And now for reasons beyond what I'm willing to discuss, like staying with her wasn't an option. So that wasn't, that's why mm. I wasn't like, we weren't really together. But she had made the suggestion of me working as her assistant mm. at her gallery. I said, okay, because I, I need a job, bro. So yeah. I'm going to just do this Uber. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to do So now the thing was I was getting up at 6 a.m. to take care of the, the little boy and get him on about his day and do my duties at the house. Then I would pivot and switch and I would get in my, in my car and I would <laughs> get on the 405 mm-hmm. to the 10. Mm-hmm. Down to South Central off Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Slauson, all that, like I would go uh, right, in, right on into Lamert Park. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you about the difference in the culture shock that was, ha- it was, you know, it was kind of like when I would get on the 10, I would get off and I would, I would feel that I was coming into Lamert Park, into that side of town, mm. the relief. Mm. That just... Relief. <laughs> Interesting. You're like, I'm where I need to be. <laughs> because when I tell you Lamert Park is one of the most inviting, mm-hmm. like just nourishing, genuine places yeah. on the planet... I met some of the most incredible, intriguing people. And just like, and you know, I was talking about spirits, mm. like just kind of like measuring out people's, people's countenance mm-hmm. and spirit. Some of the kindest, most welcoming people. Trying to get neighbor skate shop on this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. it was so crazy because I was in her gallery just having some of the these conversations with some of the people that I met, even if they weren't long or like in depth, it was just so kind of like soul watering. Mm. Like it was just feeding me. And I was just, and I didn't work there long. I'll tell you why or what happened, but going from that neighborhood to maybe now this drive wasn't even maybe, but what, 12, 15. This was like West LA to like, when you get on the 405, you, and I'm just like, 
in awe of the difference in universes. One side of the highway from the other. Split second. Court, that <laughs> tore me up. I mm. said, how is this world, this reality right here? Mm. And I get in my car and I go over here and it's this. Mm. And it was so flip-flop to me because I was like, they got all this mm -hmm. money over here. Mm -hmm. But these people, they look miserable. And I come over here and these people are just like... Community, love. Community, love. Art, authenticity. authenticity. And I'm just Even like... Even the food is better. the food. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. Something not right. Like, mm. this is kind of backwards. And the writer in me was taking that in. Mm. And I was observing it. And I, I, was, I was journaling. I was documenting, you know, as much as I could. Even I even spent a lot of time... Ah, there's so much. I, <laughs> I bought me a bike. It was a mm -hmm. beautiful, pretty little blue bike. And I would... The house that I was living in, Bel Air, they were... Made, okay, the husband was... He worked in finance. Mm -hmm. And the wife was a doctor at mm. UCLA. Very bright woman. And she, that was where she worked. Now, what I would do, I made myself a student. I would walk. I know that's See, right. See, I would go to that library. I know tell that's you, right. Have you been to, I wasn't I'm even a been. student. Mm. And I was all up in that. Li I, libraries <laughs> are my thing. I've only been to the, the one in Glen, uh, Glendale, Burbank, Glendale. Brand library. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would, and I got, when I got that bike, like mm. sometimes I would bike. Or I would just walk or mm. Uber. The walk was beautiful. Um, sometimes I would just walk up in the hills, like mm. in the neighborhood, just to like look at the houses. But, um, and I was just soaking all that in. I was just like educating myself. And I would spend time in Westwood. Like mm. there was this, this Starbucks that like, it seemed like everybody, like all the creatives would go mm. there. It'd be like a lot of writers there. I met like a lot of cool people. I met some producers there. Like I was just immersing myself in this ocean of knowledge mm. and really gifting it to myself. And I didn't know it at the time, like that's what I was doing, mm -hmm. but it was just like, for some reason, I think in the back of my mind, I knew that I wouldn't be there long. So it was kind of like, let's see what, <laughs> so yeah. So all of that, like working in Lemur Park, living in Bel Air, mm -hmm. Caring for the disabled, cleaning house, Ubering, like all of this because you want to be a writer. Like, girl, you got some fire inside you. <laughs> there is something like God put in you for sure. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, it was tough. And, it, you know, another thing I'm grateful for is now I say that I would do anything to fight for my dreams as a creative, as a writer. But I also need to counter that in the same breath because there were many instances when I was in L.A. where I had, and I, I'll always thank them for this, I had the voice of my parents, like my mom and dad, that gave me like this sort of inherent moral compass mm. that really served, because I was really lost in the mm. sauce out there, but really served as like, my navigation, mm. no matter how lost, <laughs> no matter how much crazy stuff mm. happened, 
I always kind of had that sense of grounding mm. that I was not going to go out there. I was not going to rob and cheat and mm. steal and do all kind of stuff. Scam and, and, and just manipulate. I was, was going to mm. do it in a righteous way. Mm. I was going to do it like with my integrity intact. And I think all of that for me was like, it was automatic. Cause there were so many like instances where I could just hear them in the back of my head. Like this ain't it. Don't you go in that house mm. with you. <laughs> you stay where? Don't do it. No, I don't think you should go to that. Mm. Yeah, I know y'all been drinking, but get your Uber. Get, get your Uber, go mm. home. I, like, I kid you not, like, a lot of that, there were plenty of times where it probably mm. saved my life. Mm. Because I had that navigation in me to where, like, I actually made it out alive, <laughs> out alive because, yeah. and I'll shout out mom and dad. Like, mm. it's just like, I was willing to do anything, but not everything. Everything. Because I still was standing on, even though I was just really, I was so lost and all over the place and just a mess, but I was still grounded and standing on mm morals and and that's why I think a lot of the chaos because I could have took some easy routes mm -hmm. but it wasn't that Not wasn't happening it. yeah so yeah I think that's another good thing mm. to mention I'm curious about something which is like because I don't want to cut the LA story short but I think it's important to know all of that in seven months seven months is not a long time Especially in L.A. world. It flew. Quick. And I feel like one thing that I love that you said was like um, kind of having, it feels like life shows up for you in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. you might, it's like life is teaching you while showing you up. It's like life gives you glimpses of like, this is what could be yours. This is oh yeah, where we're trying to take you, but we need you to. You see the real, but we need you to see the real, physically see We got to take you through. We got to take you through it. Some real. So your voice can be the real for other people. Yes. And. That testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like, sometimes I'm like, God, why, why do people got to go through it the dark? It sucks because you don't know at the moment. You don't know at the moment. And it's like, and hindsight is 2020. 2020, yeah. literally. But like. <laughs> I just. You don't know. You don't know. And I'm curious, like. From, you know, doing all of that to become a writer. And I think it's really important that you said you were willing to do anything, but you're not willing to do everything. That is the amount of things that I think God has saved me from in mm -hmm. L.A. And people would be like, girl, just go do this. I'm like, but that's not. No, I'm t it's sketchy. If you don't have mm. yeah. any kind of ground, I think people, only people who have lived there. <laughs> You know, if you don't have some kind of your feet somewhere mm. on the ground, mm. Mm. you can get sucked in yeah. to the abyss of just fuckery. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing that Hollywood stuff. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I just, I always, I don't even, I don't even give my discernment at that time credit because mm. it's nothing like what it is now. Mm. But there was something in me that was just innate mm. that just knew that's not right. This is mm. that's wrong. 
Don't do that. Mm. And I think so many people just don't have that. And I witnessed it. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I saw people yeah. just debilitate just, because they didn't have that. Mm, and just fall through the cracks. But yes. Do you feel like... I you, saw it. Do you think that life is hard on you? Like, because I would sometimes tell my mom, like, I know people that get away with some stuff that I, if I didn't, if God, I didn't. <laughs> God would snatch me up and throw me into yeah. timeout. And it's like, why do they get to do? You know what that is? Everybody, we all have our different lessons and things that we're here to learn. Mm. Like, Maybe that's just what they needed they, to evolve. Yeah. Because it's not about me. That's them. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody is, they're on their own time. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a good point to make too, because I, like I said, like I would witness some of these things and I would just be like, <laughs> why you didn't just, <laughs> why you did it? Like, well, I, I would have, but you can't. Mm. You can't. I've you tried. can't save. Yeah. You can't push people to be potential is all potential is. Yeah. But also, who am I to be the savior? Who I am I? I don't have the tool. I mean, I know my tools, but my tools might not be right for them. You only get the tools after you've after you've gone through it. Gone through it. And then you go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But scary place, LA. I'm still. <laughs> I've been really blessed to like, even the situation I'm in now, um, you know, like after I got laid off, I was like, either I'm going back to Texas, mm -hmm. but it was like, would cost me just as much to go back as it would to find another place to live. And long story short, my landlord now, like I told her, I was like, look, my credit is messed up. <laughs> I've been there. I just repaired my credit last year. Credit been is jacked there. up. Um, and I, this is like something I'm always been embarrassed about, but Devante, my best friend, co-signed for me to live there. Like I've been blessed to have people. Mm -hmm. She told me, she's like, I don't care. Get yourself together. You can mm -hmm. live here. And even since then, it's been so, like the things I have done. To <laughs> things stay, you gotta do. The things you gotta do. <laughs> but oh again, I know my limit. Mm -hmm. I won't. And I appreciate you saying that. And I think people need to hear that because what's in you and what God has put in you and nothing that you do is in vain if it's been given to you, but he's not going to, I think there were moments where I would try to do certain things and just dig a bigger hole for myself. Yeah. Trying to do it myself. Yeah. And I mean, I, that's such a tough thing too, because mm -hmm. it's like, there are a lot of things I had to do by myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, but I don't know. I just don't think that anything you face, I don't think there's nothing that'll come that you can't get through. Like can't it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. I kind of always had that kind of like disposition, like, I don't know. And then, and then you just get through it and you're thankful. Cause it's like, look at who I became. Mm, look at you now. Look at me now. Which is where I want to kind of travel. <laughs> Let's take a, a walk around the globe. So seven months of doing all of that, like you said, like, dang, this is a lot to be a writer. Mm -hmm. You leave, obviously, come back home. And I'm curious, like, one, do you feel like it was worth it? I feel like you're going to say yes, but I might be wrong. And two, that can be jading and debilitating for somebody where you're like, I have traveled all the way out, out here and 
I didn't break or whatever, but you don't got to go to LA to break, but you can go to LA for it to break you. So you yeah. can break later. That's what, yep. Um, nearly traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you think that it was, um, why, I don't know how I want to ask this. Um, why did I do it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why come back? Why not stick it out a little bit longer? Well, I'll tell you, I remember the, the exact day that I called my mom and I told her, I said, I was just at the end. I, I think the relationship too with the family was straining. Mm. And I think it was happening because I was realizing like, this is, this is what I came for, but this, the way that this is starting to, I guess, trail it feels like the trail is changing I don't know I I was I I think I was exhausted Mm. I was depleted I felt like I just creatively I was sucked dry because I was in survival mode Mm. and survival mode will beat you in the ground unlike anything and it's traumatizing to get out of yes and trying to create Mm. in uh survival mode is just like impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So it was at that point and I was just kind of like, I had nothing left. And you know what else is crazy? I had just cut off all my hair. I, I think. I remember this. Do you remember that? Because you're. Girl, um, I had a tur- like, thank God I let it grow back. No, it looks so good. But I, I cut all of it off. Why? <laughs> you have beautiful hair but also like was it a spiritual thing no I don't I think I don't know I it was it was chaos mm. I was just trying to catch whatever you could to make it like make I you... was really going through it it was like I don't know maybe it was like I was trying to liberate myself <laughs> or I think I don't know. I remember washing my hair one day and I was looking at it. I was like, this is, why mm. does it look like this? I don't like it. I'm going <laughs> to, I remember the day, like these dates really stick in my mind. Cause they were so like profound, but it was like November 10th. Mm. It was like a couple months after I got there, I cut it all off and I had like a little curly, like it was like faded on the sides, a little curly. And when I, I remember coming back, like, that spring, it was like March, mm-hmm. and I literally had nothing left. I didn't even have my hair. I was just like, I um, I have nothing. Like I got, and I called my mom, and I told her. I said I just picked up the phone, and I didn't even really say anything. And I feel like she just knew. Mm. I said, I said, Ma, I, I think I'm gonna have to come back. Mm. And she said, Well, come on back. Wait, I'm about to cry. And I'm not being funny. And that was it. And I said, I said, okay, I'm packing up my car and I'm getting on the road. And I drove the whole 20 something hours. Mm. Got stopped at the border and everything. Now that was, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to tell that story. My God. Um, but yeah, I came back and I remember, um, I split it up in like two days. I think I stayed in like a hotel. That drive though is beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I think I stayed in a hotel. I think it was in like Tucson or something, Mm -hmm. Arizona. 
And um, I remember pulling up to the house when I got back and everybody came outside. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just, I think at that, I I think I was pretty unrecognizable. Mm. Like I, like I was, I had just went through the ringer. It was just like, Mm. and so that's when I think I gave myself maybe like a week or two to sulk. Got Mm. back up. I said, okay, let's change course. And then all this music started pouring out of me. Mm. Did that show. uh, Started writing, recording. um, Put out some singles Mm. at the top of 2017. Um, And then I did that album in like 2018. I think at one point I was um, talking to some A&Rs and some labels, Mm -hmm. but I don't even want to get into like the bullets that I dodged Mm. with that, but we're going to have to do like a, yeah. And then Mm. it was pretty much music for about four years or so. Mm. And then another pivot came in 2020. And then that's when I decided to build, I said, I'm done being broke. Mm-hmm. And I I built my copywriting career in um in the fintech space and yeah and then that's kind of like and so now I'm kind of I got like the income down that I want like the supportive like I have the resource like I was able to give myself the resources mm-hmm. so now I'm pivoting back into Creating. Music and creating. I just want to find my tribe, like my community mm. in this new authentic space that I'm in. So do you find it difficult? Yeah, but it's fulfilling. It's never been so rewarding mm. because I just I don't know. At this point in my life, there's like so much peace mm. and so much like. I think I said this or mentioned this, but there's like absolutely no confusion in my life. Mm. There's order, there's structure, there's routine, there's discipline, there's clarity. Mm. And to be able to create from a space like that is such a gift. And Mm. I think it's the gift that I've been trying to search for this Mm. whole time. But I just had to go through hell to get to it. So. Would you recommend going through hell? (laughs) With zero out of ten recommend. But if you want to meet yourself, Mm -hmm. go through some hell. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to open my phone really quick because there's something that I wanted to touch on. I just want to make sure I don't miss it. Um, Hmm. So I think um, one thing you said is like creating from structure and not the chaos and not the, um, I kind of want to ask the question that I'm about to ask um, for me because (laughs) I want to know so you can help (laughs) me, but also for people that might like relate to what's happening in my life personally, but um, Chaos is, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but chaos is like my middle name. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't 
know what it is about chaos. And I feel like there's the, there are these lessons that life keeps trying to teach me over and over again. They show up in different ways. And I know the two lessons because I'm, I've, I finally learned them, but one are people. And yeah. um, really, like you said, not disrupting your peace and yeah. not disrupting that structure and that routine. And I feel like every time I get to a place of going through hell, pulling myself out of it, another person pops back up that's like, let me remind yeah. you oh of that previous self. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to stop you. I didn't want to cut you no, off. But you said something interesting that I've learned about people. Mm-hmm. And I think it relates to this because what I've learned about people is that we are all inherently the same. Mm. And I think that if you can get to a place where you understand that and you Mm. understand yourself, you understand how to deal with people, Mm. with anyone. And when I realized that or when I kind of that clicked or connected for me, like. There's no other person or people Mm. who can disrupt any kind of flow or order or structure routine that I have going on unless I allow them to. Why would you say that? (laughs) So it's like Mm. um, I've also gotten to a place where I operate on this dominant frequency of grace and compassion because I understand on a psychological level Mm. the way that humans work, the Mm. way that we are. And inherently, we just really all want the same thing. So any action that any human does, Mm. it either stems from past experiences, Mm. learned behaviors, or emotions at that time. But there's usually always a root cause Mm. or a root reason And when I get to those moments, that's what I think about. Mm. So I don't necessarily think about the behavior that this person is doing Mm. because it's likely not personal and doesn't really have a lot to do with me. Yeah. So when you could flip that switch and flip that narrative, Mm. it's like, okay, well, this person is just hurt because Mm. this may have happened and this is how they deal with it. This is how they Mm. act. That don't have nothing to do with me. (laughs) But then that's where you put the boundary down. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you can do that. And you can act like that. And I understand it. So I have grace and compassion for you. Mm. But you're not going to do it over here. <laughs> and I support that if that's what you want to do over there. <laughs> but don't bring it over here. And yeah. when you do it like that, it's mm. so easy because, one, that's rooted in love. Mm. I could love. I still love you. I t- I'll do anything. For, I, w- I won't say a bad word about you. Mm. We could just, we, you know. But these are the principles that I have in place for the way I want to run my life. Mm. And that doesn't align. So I'm just going to skedaddle. Now, the scary part is you're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot of people. A lot of everything. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're okay with that, mm-hmm. then you're good. Well, and you said something that I, I think I was wanting to touch on was like, um, it's not necessarily what they do to me, but I sometimes feel like it's a reflection of the 
thing that I'm holding on to that mm-hmm. life is trying to work out of me. And that, it's like it's that. It's, it's definitely that. that. Okay. It's that. Cause it's like I'm I, I I respect that I don't always I don't do a lot of things that I used to do or that mm-hmm. certain individuals or environments in my life I used to consume myself with, but it's more like there's still an attachment there that I it's like you said, there I think the lesson is grace and compassion and yeah. understanding that just because you're separated from it doesn't mean it's not gonna pop up. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's that though. It's mm-hmm. probably something inside yourself that you haven't let go of. Mm-hmm. And it's just popping up there. And it's like the hard part about it though is that whatever pops up specifically. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to do like some decoding, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's, because mm. it's not the specific circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like it's not literally this person who won't stop calling my phone about this same thing that mm-hmm. we talked about. It's not that. It's like the root level mm. of whatever that is. Maybe it's your fear of things that keep coming back that mm-hmm. you don't want to let go of maybe it's just like comfort familiarity it's showing up mm-hmm. as that specific thing mm-hmm. but when you do enough i guess work or you like shadow work or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it or like you dig deep enough you start to like learn how to decode mm-hmm. like okay what is this really let me zoom out mm-hmm. like what is it mm-hmm. it's not that it's not the person right is this okay? Mm. Now I can let it go and be good. And we good. It's like, but it, I don't know. You sit here and you talk about it, and it's like, it sounds simple, but it's not. It takes work. It's definitely yeah. work. And it's, I think something that you pointed out earlier was, um, <clears throat> it was um, when you were talking about kind of like the loneliness of really being with yourself but it's it's weird because I don't I don't have a lot of friends like I, I have my people you know but it's like more bear with me bear with me because the words it. are coming <laughs> you got it but um how do I say this like it can be lonely loneliness but it's like the I, I think what I'm interested in seeing from you personally moving forward is like sometimes we get comfortable in the solitude and when it's time to share mm-hmm. and when it's time to show up authentically and when it's time yeah. to speak like the voice that you're using through your written words like when is it time to put it out into the world and sometimes the people in the environments can be the comfortable thing but like I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to ask you, bear with me, y'all. That's about five minutes for me to get here. No, I'm following. I'm following. But you did all this work, seven months in LA, coming back, music, four years, sabbatical, built the business. Now you're at this point. And it's like, I think, are you afraid of still using your voice or are you just trying to find the way to do it? I think both. Mm. I think I still, I've done a lot of obliterating of the fear, like purging mm-hmm. it. And there's not really a lot left. It's mm-hmm. mainly love. But 
I still have those moments of terror. Absolutely. Mm. But I think that's something that comes with being any kind of creative or artist or whatever. But me at this point in my life, I've learned how to push through that Mm. and just know that that's always going to be there. But I don't know, for me, for many years, it was just this tug of war. Like you've been in the hermit Mm -hmm. shell, it's time to, and I would do it. It would be like this back and forth kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but I would never really like. Finally push the door open. Mm. But I feel at this moment in time Mm -hmm. that it's really time. Mm. That's what I feel right now in my spirit. Mm. Now, could I be wrong? I don't think you're wrong. And do I still have those days where I'm like, no, I just want to curl up (laughs) in a corner and not do anything. But it's so different now because I know who I am. Mm. And I'm not in that fear-based survival mode. Mm. And anything I do can come out of love. Mm. And it comes out of the need and the want to share and to connect Mm -hmm. because when I used to create, it was from this place of like, what can I get? Mm. How much can I show off? And, (laughs) you know, but Mm -hmm. now it's like, what can I share and give and who can I connect with? Mm. Who can I build with? Because I've made the room. Mm -hmm. I literally like lost everything Mm -hmm. so there's room there's space and opportunity it's just like who do I fill it up with what do I feel and that's why I'm Mm -hmm. really excited about 2024 Mm -hmm. like it really feels and I just it's not just me I feel like there's this collective thing happening I was gonna the collective because as a collective I think that we are just we're so over the illusions and just stuff that's not real Mm -hmm. and the illusions are crumbling right before our eyes. Mm -hmm. Like everything is falling and it's really like at that pivotal moment, like that time where we are hungry and we're craving Mm -hmm. authentic connection. Like we've never craved it before. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like anything that is not true and honest and faithful and rooted in love, Mm -hmm. it will not last. It'll die. Like it's not going with us. So Mm -hmm. it's like, we're almost, I think all of us are at this point where like you, like we really have to tap into like, who are you really, Mm. who are you without Mm. anything Without the social media, without the followers, without the likes, without the just the 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 incessant consuming and mm. consumption of these different tropes and ideas mm. of of things that just really aren't who we are. Who are you? Like get to the root of who you are. And it's like I feel like people who aren't doing that, I feel like you will get left behind. And I don't want to sound cynical, but we are there. Like, we are there. And it's not even, like, um, in a way of, like, to punish you. It's in a way of just... To push you. To push you. And to understand that on the other side of getting to know yourself, on the other side of 
the hell that you went that. through, <laughs> that we go through to do it. It's so beautiful. And it, but it's still, it's life. So it's not mm-hmm. perfect. But it's like you said, that sense of self, that authenticity, that failing safe, that being I'm okay with showing my ass if you don't care. I'm like, we just got to do it. <laughs> like, we don't care. We don't care. Why? Okay. <laughs> Please tell me, why should we care? Because we went through a year like 2020. We know what your living room looks like. Thank you. We know what your bathroom looks Thank like. You. We know what you mm-hmm. eat for dinner and breakfast. And like, mm-hmm. it's, we see it all. We get it. We know it. We know what the overnight oats So just made. do it. <laughs> so just do it. Just you. do it. And it's like these, I think about like building my platform from scratch or like the way, the only way I know how to approach it now is Mm -hmm. just to like show that and Mm -hmm. just, just, we need real, like we need all of it. We need real stuff. Like we can't survive on this, you know, filtered fake, you know, stuff. Yeah. It has to go. It has to go. I think, um, yeah, my my goal, and I this is really why I wanted you on the podcast, because you, from day one, were, like, real, you know, but I think um, just kind of, I think, like, there's a TikTok that goes around right now a lot that's, like, what are people doing to survive? Like, how are people living in this economy? And it's, like, you know, we are all faking it. <laughs> Exactly. It is it is literally hopes and dreams. And I want people to be more okay with just allowing that to be what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's I am it's okay to there's nothing that you can curate anymore. It either it either is or it isn't. Yeah. But there's beauty in knowing that sometimes it isn't. There's beauty there's amazing opportunities in showing that sometimes it's not, sometimes there is. And I know people today that have everything, like you said, being in Bel Air and looking around, and it's like y'all got everything, but you're you're and not still just yeah. angry. And I really just like encourage people um, to just yeah go through the fire, experience it. I'm very authentic and open. I when I got laid off, went on TikTok, I showed people everything within two months I went from a thousand to twenty thousand followers and it's not about the followers it was about the community that I built exactly it's about community going forward exactly and we're all looking for community there's no more soapbox Mm -hmm. there's no more celebrity I mean you could do it I mean the idolatry of we see how the industry is crumbling I don't know how far we want to get into that but (laughs) It's it's mm. not like it's not sustainable. It's yeah. not. And that's like the thing you said, it's like it's this it's this bubble. Like the bubble is always gonna burst. Like there's thousand percent. I mean, j- me just earlier this year after I had I had built this thing from the ground, mm. I lost it all in just six months, or no, not six months now. In March of this mm. year it came almost my Dream Jeep that I bought almost got repo. Mm. Lost the biggest contract I had. My dream apartment mm. lost that because it got flooded. Had to move to a smaller unit. I mean, filed for unemployment for the mm. first time in my life. And that, like, it's all an illusion. <laughs> and life will show you that. It just, but guess what? Through all of that, 
I still knew who I was. I still knew I was going to get up and bounce back and find a way to come. And figure it out. Figure it out. It's like, I think in those moments, that's what it teaches us. None of this is real. Mm -hmm. But our job is to be real through it. That's your mm. only job. Be real <laughs> through it. It's to know that none of this is real, but you got to be real mm. to get through it. Mm. So that's a big thing. Being real through it, being accepting of it, authentic. Accepting. It. Your response is really the only thing that we can control. Like I said earlier, I, I told you I cried yet, literally yesterday, the day before that, the day before that. And it's like... Um, it it can seem like one thing, but I just, I think you're a great example of just allowing life to intentionally allowing life to flow. Let life run through you. Yeah. Let, let it like, I don't know. Is this a movie that I'm thinking of? The, a river runs through it. Is that a movie? I think, I think it sounds it like it. Yeah, it's like I to Google really quick. <laughs> I think it's a movie that my mom, my mom used to like. She's I'm not gonna watch. Google it, but yeah. It but be. it's like that. It's like it's a river. Mm-hmm. Just get on your boat mm-hmm. and just just let yeah. it let, let it flow. Let it flow. Tony Braxton. There we go. Let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> so let it flow. Um, I know that you are. There's so much more that I want to get into with you, but like we're almost at two hours and I'm like, fuck. And what else do we want to like for sure cover? Do we? I cover the three points that you brought up. Um, I wish we could give, I want to do the rapid fire, but I don't think it really has anything. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I really don't want to do it. Okay. 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 Um, But I do want to know just like moving forward, um, I've kind of seen like a sneak peek of the the music that you've been putting mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. it's a lot different. Um, yeah. Are you producing or are you like, what, what, what is Devin doing? So mm-hmm. I'm writing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, so that's why during the day I write to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. So I write in the, in the FinTech space and I have like, um, different clients that I I've kind of built up like a book of business. So that's work, mm-hmm. but I'm also writing poetry again, mm-hmm. like moving into more of like the long form essay kind mm-hmm. of opinionated journalism I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to do a lot more editorial. Um, but on the music side, mm-hmm. so I decided that I want to, yeah, make my own, stuff like I've been wanting to for years so music production and also like sharpening my skills on the keys because I feel like really rusty so a way for me to do that is like the stuff that I've been posting like Mm -hmm. those little clips is just a way for me to kind of like piece together all those different skills Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm learning Ableton live Mm -hmm. okay so that's been a whole like (laughs) journey experience I'm learning that. And then I bought me a few more boards to kind of, you know, sharpen like my piano skills, revisiting like music theory. Cause mm-hmm. I have, that's like college stuff that I'm mm-hmm. pulling out my old, you know, staves and, and, um, like composition books and stuff like that. And just kind of like being a beginner again. Did it. And mm-hmm. so though, I think what I've decided to do is I just kind of, Really, I want to build my community. Mm. 
So I'm really looking for people. I'm just going to start like finding people who like that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just keep posting and maybe show a bit more of my life because also in that sabbatical, I turned my health around Mm. in ways that I've never um, done before. Um, I did like my first seven day fast in Mm. January of this year that completely changed my life. You've given um, me some of the juice Like, recipes. I want to show more of, like, my spiritual diet, my, mm-hmm. you know, I started, like, juicing. I'm on kind of on this journey to plant-based that I'm trying to really solidify mm-hmm. in 2024. Um, the health and fitness, all of that stuff that I just kind of want to, like, bring together. bring together and find my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think writing and music is at the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I think it's great. Um, Thank have, you. I'm so sorry, Trey, but I got two more questions. Two more questions. I'm sorry, Trey. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We need to pan the camera to Trey. Trey, Trey. is such a good sport. Trey is literally... He's literally behind the camera that I'm looking at. <laughs> and he has been a trooper. Eyes. We've been doing this. He's been up all day doing this. But I'm almost done. I promise. I promise. Okay. <laughs> um... My first question is um, not to get too personal about like your relationships, like let's take it there. Let's go <laughs> personal, you know, romantically. But you talk a lot about like the love that you found for yourself and the boundaries oh, yeah. that you've set and yeah. the the things that you had to go through, the being alone and the solitude and everything. And um, sometimes it's difficult for people who are in relationships to go through that mm-hmm. um, without feeling like they've got to leave a partner or for me personally, going from that into finding a partner because mm-hmm. your your threshold is so Yeah. It it's it's gotta be right. Where and I'm not we don't have to specifically talk about like romantically, but platonically yeah. as well. But how do you go from hell <laughs> to now creating, to now finding community, to now incorporating all the love that you have within you to give to somebody else and to receive from somebody else? Well, that is like, that's big. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, that's what I, I want to find my community. I want to find my person. Mm. Like, that's just like, but it's also really cool to be at that point, at this point now, having filled myself up so mm. much. Mm. Like, I just feel like I have so much to pour at this point, you know, into my future husband, like my partner, <laughs> like my person. Mm-hmm. So it, I just, it's not even something at this point. I'll say this also that two year, like sabbatical thing. I didn't date. I totally mm. took myself off the market. I was not dating mm. like probably almost three years to be honest. Mm. Totally. I mean, I maybe went on a date that my aunt tried to, <laughs> she tried to like, I know a this boy for dude you. that yeah. I just was not feeling. And I just went for her and yeah, but just completely. So the thing about it now mm-hmm. is it feels like I've been single for so long that it's like, like who, what? Like what, what are you, what are you talking to me for? Lay low. Like, what is a boy? (laughs) What is a boy? Mm. So it's like, how am I going to? But at the same time, it's like, I know exactly how it's going to happen. Like, I want to find someone who also knows who they are Mm. 
and who's just as full and who's done the work mm. and who is like, who has something that they want to kind of like work toward also so mm. that we can kind of collide our paths and kind of, but I feel like at this point it'll just, it'll just flow easy yeah. because I'm just, I just feel so full. Mm. So I don't know. Was, was making that decision to not date for that long? Because I think a lot of people, from what I know, people that I know close to me or even just in my vicinity are like, I want to work on myself, but I want to be with somebody. Like, I had those thoughts in the beginning, yes. Mm -hmm. But I wanted more to find who I was. Mm -hmm. I wanted that so much more. Mm -hmm. Then I wanted to, because I didn't like the way that I was doing relationships. Mm. I was like, this is ghetto. I don't like this. <laughs> like, what are, what am I doing? And it was like, something mm. has to change. And how, why would I start with the other person? Let me just, yep. let's yep. start right here. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, yeah, it was hard at first, but I started like doing so well mm on my own and I fell in love with just the journey I was on and I just wasn't even thinking about mm. God, boys like what yeah because yeah. I was so fulfilled building my career learning how and you know what building a career really did for me mm -hmm. was it helped me be a better communicator mm. it showed me how to be organized it showed me how to keep my house in order mm how to handle stress and situations and conflict mm -hmm. and all of these things that I would likely do mm -hmm. in a relationship. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, I just made my career like my boyfriend, but it like, yeah. not on like I know that what you kind mean. of thing. Cause I'm not like, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But all those invaluable skills that I learned that I feel like I would bring to a relationship now is because it's like, I wouldn't have done that or known how to do it had I not like if I was under, up underneath somebody else mm. no mm. it's so, now you're just adding a person to the love that you already yeah, yeah. so the yeah. thing about it is you have to want you have to want it more you mm. have to want to meet yourself and fall in love with yourself more mm. than you want to give your love away to somebody else and that's what I did it's mm. just that the 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 need and the want for it was just more, mm. more than, you know, Thank that's you. all it was. Do you mind if I meet the Devin four or five, six months from now and revisit <laughs> the 2024, awesome. mid 2024 Devin and allow people to hear more about her? Yeah, that would be so cool. Because I think now we got the background and now yeah. I'm ready to see the connection between the experience to now the light that's about to be shined on you. That because, is such a good idea. Well, I say this, I don't mean to interrupt you, but... No, go. I I love that idea. Because you know what? That'll put a fire under my butt. For oh, real. for sure. You don't have a choice. And the reason you don't have a choice is not just because I have this, you know, podcast and I want to force you to do it. But also, <laughs> I think you, I really hope you know that life is going to force you because you can't escape yeah. who you are. And I think even if you ever try to run from it again, 
it's just in you. Like you literally cannot, these lights could turn off and there would be the same amount of light through your spirit. That sounds so corny, but (laughs) that was some good writing there. You know, pin game, you know, but I just, I want you to know, like I really, even though we didn't, if I could have five hours to sit with you and talk, I would take it because, um, life is going to really show up for you. And through that, I think you're going to give people the love that they're looking for and maybe the the love that you found within yourself for them to go find it in themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really proud even from meeting you back then <laughs> to seeing you now. And yeah, you just don't really have an option. Like you said... I don't think I have an option. Yeah. You're right. Cause I, but that's all I want to do, though, is what you just said is just reach people and help people find what I did because it feels so great. Mm -hmm. And I just think the avenue is music Mm. or writing. It's Mm. not, it's not, that's not it. The thing is, is reaching and touching people now that I've walked through the fire. Mm. Now I can go back and get my brothers and my sisters and bring them up Mm. with me. She brought me up, y'all. I'm wearing her. Like, wearing that's her shirt. what it's about. Like, <laughs> shout out Nordstrom. Right. Thank you. <laughs> but that's what it's about. It's yeah. like, I need to go back and get my people now. It's now service oriented. Mm. It's rooted in service. And and I say, like, there's a contrast because when I was doing all like waiting tables and doing all that stuff and like literally like the service industry, it was rooted in so much fear and mm. lack. Mm. And just literally just broke and just did like just, ooh, just trauma. (laughs) But I was still serving. Mm. Like I was feeding people or bringing them their food, but I hated every second of Mm. it. Now it's different. I'm on the other side because I love to get up every day and I love to write. Mm. I love to write ad copy, write press releases, write blogs, Mm. write, make music. It's service, but it's rooted out of love. Mm. So it's just like, I want everybody to be able to feel like that because mm. it just feels too good. Too like, good. To not. Yeah. So. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I am excited. Um, so, yeah, the plan is basically Devin. Oh. Uh, what's half of what's half of uh, January? What? What's month six? June. Like summer? Yeah. Oh my summer, God, I got Devin. work to do. I got work to do. And then we're going to visit 2025, Devin. You're, so, you're like <laughs> making a series right now. I'm making a series, but I already have a, okay, we'll talk about this after, but I already have a plan in my mind. Ooh, I, would, I have a plan in my mind. Of what like, is the plan? Okay, so the plan, I don't, should we tell the people the plan or should we only talk about the plan between us? Um. Well, if you tell the people... Mm-hmm. Then I'll really have to do okay. it. Okay. Well, <laughs> stop right there. So the people, people, the plan is this. We're gonna <laughs> discover the June Devin through art, like through words again. Okay. But then the year Devin is gonna be more documented through visualizing it. Oh, so like, okay. Oh, I do you see, see where you catch my drift. More through I see the vision documentary-esque. So that would be this time next year? This time next year. 
Damn, that's another that's a one too. Cause you know what I will. Ooh, I, I'm getting somebody. <laughs> what? Cause my goal. Okay, my goal next year is to start traveling. Oh, but I want to take. I want to take my skills on the road though. Mm. Like, mm. like hello from Spain. Here's some <laughs> lo-fi chords. <laughs> And then, you know what? It could be like a lo-fi festival of Devin is the headliner, lo-fi festival where people just sit around and you just listen to the vroom, Come on. vroom, vroom. And then me and Trey back there with the camera and in between the takes of the lo-fi. I wish y'all could see Trey's face right now. Trey is exhausted. He's all with it. <laughs> but I'm serious. That's, that's, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. And I'm going to keep texting. I have your number vision. now. Okay, see, this is what I like. In. Now mm-hmm. I have some accountability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And the last thing I'm going to ask of you, if you don't mind. Okay. It's not scary, I promise. But I would love if you could share a list for me of a lot of the things that you watched or listened to or read mm-hmm. during the time that you mm-hmm. wow. found yourself. So I can put it in the episode notes for okay. people to reference. Even if it's a list of five things. Oh, it's probably gonna be a long list, but y'all deserve it. Well, okay, so you want me to to write it down and give it to you? You want me to say I might text you and be like, if you I can just send you stuff. You can send me stuff. Because I can always update this episode if we keep adding later on. You're like, Cortland, go listen to this. <laughs> I still have some of the videos you've sent me. Like I can add okay, those to it. Yeah. Because okay. I want people to experience the healing that you did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I have uh book list probably like miles long okay we'll, like, we'll, we'll give them half the abraham other. higgs thank you miss abraham and esther and all of the women mm-hmm. she was talking about yeah mm-hmm. um we'll give them half because y'all might have to pay for the other list but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay here go another stream for me another income, stream of income. income stream Absolutely. maybe okay thank you i'm Devin. with it is there anything that i um i think anything that you know else that you would like to say that I might not have asked you or advice you would like to give our listeners? Well, we covered a lot, but I don't know if I had anything to say to anyone who's listening. It's just, um, do the thing. Like just, I don't know. I I don't, I'm trying not to sound cliche, but it's so like, um, let life run through you um, and find out who you are. Find out who you are and then show the world what you found out. I think that's your, your duty, like your service. Um, and don't leave here before you do that or die trying. I don't know. Mm. I don't have nothing <laughs> else to say. I think that's it. Thank you so much. I appreciate oh my it. Gosh. How Thank much? You. Like two hours and, are we at two seven and a half? minutes. Is that seven minutes or seventeen? Two hours and is seven 10, minutes. Is ten thirty one? We started at like eight. Oh my god! It's been a while. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Have a good one. Bye.